Welcome to another edition of Turnbuckle Trash. Today on the Trash, I think the most important week in professional wrestling history, especially when it comes to television. We'll talk to Zane and Chris and get their feelings about that. Thank you for being with us today on Turnbuckle Trash. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. After all, they're just wrestling, right? Woo! We'll break your bones! We'll grind you in your belly! We'll turn your faces off! It's time to take out the trash on Turnbuckle Trash. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. Without further ado, allow me to present the newest sensation of the entertainment world, Zane Peterson. Well, he's doing really, really well blocking those punches with his face. Dave Denton. A mindless eating machine. We'll be back with Ready, more with Zane Peterson, but up next, how about a little Chris on the map? It's next on Turnbuckle Trash. Here we are once again. I call it the most important week in the professional wrestling history. I mean, everything has been happening this week, especially with TV contracts. And this is Turnbuckle Trash with Zane Peterson and Dave. Hopefully get Chris on here a little bit later on. And But Zane... Starting with Monday Night Raw, big changes in pro wrestling. Um, is it really Wednesday Night Wars or the like? I don't. Is it really a war? Not yet. It's maybe a mild skirmish. Maybe I'm jumping the gun here. So with NXT being moved to live Wednesday nights, and you know you've got a lot of key players on NXT. You know right. we're talking. Adam Cole, maybe. Maybe. You're talking, you know, old uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. You're talking special guest appearance by Finn the Demon Baylor. I but mean, Balor. Do you know that he, he said that he's going to be NXT? Really? He was not just a guest. He said he is from now on NXT. Why? I don't know. So that's my question. So is NXT no longer a development territory, or is it like like a legit third program now? Or I'm taking it to be a legit third program. So it's no longer. So are we not going to see like people going? Are they not going to call it the main roster anymore? Or I mean, what a like will you ever see Adam Cole on Raw? I not at this time because they're actually kind of splitting up the programs. You know, they're going to have another draft next week in the WWE, and uh, they're saying they're not going to be having that uh, stupid wild card rule that they have done over the last what six months that never made any sense the way they were doing it. Did you it. say? Did you say stupid wild card rule? Yes, I said stupid oh. wild card rule. Yeah, because it was stupid. It was stupid. So they're going to have a, a, a draft next week uh, with, uh, I'm thinking it might even start on Friday night. I, I can't place it uh, right now. If it, I think it's going to start the next week on uh, SmackDown and then conclude on Raw the next week. Don't be surprised if some of the NXT stars are moved up to the main roster on one of those two shows because they've huh. done that before. Alexa Bliss is probably the most... Uh, uh, the one that really was the big surprise because she was the final pick uh, in one of those those drafts, and she was in NXT, and then she went on a short time, 
to win the, the women's championship on Raw. Dave, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but there is some big-time news coming from Monday Night Raw. What's the big-time news coming from Monday Night Raw? Brock Lesnar beat up Rey Mysterio Jr. That was a strange storyline, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't get it. Well, you know, they're still trying to get uh, Brock as being the beast incarnate, the one that he does whatever he wants to do. And he attacked Ray in the ring, and then Dominic was sitting out uh, on the front row, of course, and he pulled Dominic into the uh, into that little uh, area around the ring and and uh, put some F5s and some suplexes on him, put him in the ring. And, yeah, there's been a lot of rumors also that this is going to lead to Dominic getting into the ring as a tag team with his dad, Ray. And uh, for those who aren't really familiar with the uh, – the history of the WWE. Uh, there was a, a storyline a few years ago with a great Eddie Guerrero uh, wanting to take Dominic and have Dominic be his son. And there was a lot of controversy and a lot of uh, uh, really good storytelling with that. And that's the same Dominic. That's the same kid who now has been doing some training and actually made an appearance in Lucha Underground. So, is he doing anything independent or is he just training or? I know he did uh, some. I mean, there's been people talking about him having done some training and some ring work. I mean, uh, nothing big time. And also, I uh, hear that he's been at Full Hell, uh, Full Sail University a little bit. But, you know, oh. he's he's grown up around it, so he, he's known about it. Uh, he, there yeah. was a, a program that he did with his dad when uh, Lucha Underground was going on. So, um, oh, really? Yeah, he, he was in there for maybe... You remember when uh, Ray took on Chavo Guerrero, and I thought that was yeah. such a great match. It was in that era, right? Right in that okay. time frame, yeah. Dave, other news, big time news, big time news, big time news. The sixteen-time, sixteen-time, sixteen-time world champion was in the ring with Hulk Hogan, a thirteen-time world champion. Did you see what happened though when they they were bringing uh, Rick out into the ring? Yeah, that was the, funny. The graphic behind Oops. him said seventeen <laughs> times. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Rick won another championship while we weren't looking. <laughs> you know, I I try not to be too critical sometimes. Sometimes I should, I say, but that segment with Ms. TV with Rick and that Alco, was horrible. It wasn't was it? horrid. Ah, uh, it was so bad. It was so bad, and I kind of didn't understand it very much at all. Like, it just kind of was like going on and on and on, and then like all of a sudden he's like, Hogan's like, "Well, we're gonna have Team Hogan because we're old. You're gonna have Team Flair because you're old." <laughs> yeah, they're gonna set that up for Crown Jewel. I, I, I think they didn't rehearse it at all. I mean, and they probably just gave them the script right before they went out. And Rick jumped the gun so quick. And uh, Miz kind of reeled him back in. Then Hogan reeled him back in. And then Hogan jumped the gun. It was just a bad segment. It was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. So tell me, tell me more, tell me more, as they would say in Greece. Tell me more, tell me more, tell me more about AEW. Okay. I don't, they talked, I don't think they said that in Greece, though, did they? No, they didn't say about AEW. It was summer nights, I think, is what they were telling oh. them about. 
but AEW Dynamite on Wednesday Night Dynamite actually was a pretty good show. Uh, I found myself kind of wavering a little bit because, you know, you weren't real familiar with the, with the wrestlers, but the crowd was into it, man. Woo, they were into it. They got into it big time. Ah, I saw um, a little uh, little violence, some violence, Dave. There was a lot of violence. With John Moxley. Oh, wow. Was that Hangman? No, it was Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, that's right. Sorry. Because yeah. Hangman was taking on uh, somebody else, wasn't he? Yeah, it, it, it was the Hangman uh, against Pac. The former yes, Neville. that's right. Pac won. Yeah, and that was, yes. I think that yeah. was the best match of the entire night. It was a fun match to watch. That was yeah, a really okay. fun one. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, so Moxley puts Kenny Omega through a glass table. Uh-huh. Dave, uh-huh. that could be borderline TV-14 material. Well, you know, Cody had came out last week and said, yes, they were going to be TV-14. They were? Yes. Oh, no, Tony Dave. Tony Schiavone used a couple of words that were not uh, PG-13. Hey, that reminds me. Well, how awesome is that that Tony Schiavone is back on an announce table? I loved it. I always Dude, thought he was good. I always loved him in WCW. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, I thought that was wicked awesome when they signed him. Yeah, he did a good job. I mean, uh, he has a he has a long time friendship uh, with Jim Ross, so they had a little bit of a chemistry there, and uh, I thought they did a good job together with this uh, mask commentator. Have you seen him, Excalibur? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think it's Chris didn't like him, but I thought he was good. Uh huh. I enjoyed him. I liked I, him. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, but you know the whole show itself, I, I thought was really good. They had a, almost 1.8 million viewers on TNT, the largest debut for a TV program on TNT for five seasons. Really? So that would be a success, I would say, as far as the TV debut. Now, when you wow. come to NXT the same night, a couple of hours later, that viewership, if you want to say did it go over into uh, NXT? NXT, 891,000. So you go from 1.8 million to 891,000. That's almost, that's, you can just basically say a million more people were watching. Wow, like, I mean, it dropped in half. Huh? Yeah, uh-huh. Boy, you know, Dave, uh, I, uh, we've talked multiple times on the program about the social media things and yeah, I just I I wonder sometimes what fans want besides just to complain. Yeah. You know, I mean I saw multiple posts about how bad the AEW program was and how people were, you know, so much excited that AEW smashed NXT that night. Things like that. I'm like why would you be excited that AEW, you know, it's like, did you see that WWE released a statement on that? No, they didn't. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, just had it pulled up on my telephone. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll read this. Okay. Uh, it says, 
congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast of NXT on USA Network and AEW on TNT are the fans. You can expect Wednesday nights to be a competitive and wild ride as this marathon. As this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. Well, yeah, I think it was very true. And I think uh, there was a little dig in there, you know, it being a marathon instead of a one-night sprint. But still, them congratulating them having a successful debut. That was classy. That was classy. uh, I'm surprised Vince didn't just uh, post uh, uh, an emoji on their website or on their social media and put them in the bird or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I will agree with you. I think sometimes social media is just an outlet for people that want to complain about everything in life, you know. there were several people that were, you know, that were saying on on the different uh, Facebook pages that I'm uh, with that they they were just happy to have, you know, a, a different choice in wrestling. Some people were saying AEW is going to rule or they're going to suck, and you know how they, you know how people are. They just like to. I think some of it is just trolling for responses. I really do. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of being like six on the playground, you know, <laughs> being like. AEW rules. WWE drools. <laughs> that, that, was, that was good. <laughs> like six-year-olds yeah. on a playground. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah uh, that's pretty much the way some of these my people are. <laughs> my wrestling's better than your wrestling. Well my, well, my wrestling can beat up your wrestling. And my dad can beat up your dad, too. Yeah, exactly. It's like... <laughs> Hellfire or brimstone and everything else unholy. Just give it a rest, people. Enjoy the freaking program. If you don't want to watch AEW, don't watch it. If you don't want to watch WWE, don't watch it. It's like, you know, who cares? The WWE is not going anywhere. It's not budging. No. WWE is is like Hoover Dam. It's it's concrete. It is not going anywhere. I I totally agree. And, you know, I, I've said this once. And I'm going to say it again. Was the first week of All Elite successful? Yes. But one week does not make a successful wrestling promotion. What's going to happen the next few weeks? That's the most important thing we can talk about. Over the next six months, what are those ratings going to do? Are they going to screw up and have uh, bad storylines? Are they going to have good storylines? Are the their women's division right now weak? They need to improve that women's division. It is weak. Um, well, I'm sorry. You know, I might get a lot of negative feedback from this, Dave. I, I, I apologize. I don't know if I should apologize or not because it's our show. We can say what we want. But yeah, when I you have a women's division that has wrestlers that aren't truly women. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, that just doesn't seem to set well with me. You can call me names. You can call me what you want. It's just my opinion. Okay. And you know, I'm going to agree with you. I, I don't like the, that fact, uh, the, the, the person who wrestles, uh, that is transgender about the same size as, um, 
Uh, I mean, uh, awesome several Kong. of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. About the size of Awesome Kong. And Awesome Kong's part of the women's division, although she wasn't there last night. She's on the opening credits. Uh, yeah, a very large person. And I have no problem with people wrestling against each other. But I wanted men on men, women on women, and I don't like intergender wrestling either. Mm-hmm. I've said that so many times. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I don't really think it should be part of pro wrestling. I really don't. I'll I'll agree with you there. I just uh-huh. I just don't I just don't care for intergender tag matches and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't I even, don't get even into it. even you know when they the WWE does the tag matches where you know when like the woman tags the dude and both dudes got to get in it's like why why are you even i don't get it yeah well did, like did you see that the former jack swagger was there oh, last night yeah, yeah jack, jack hager. hager yeah dude Who, who's been tearing it up in mma uh comes in as a heel part of a faction with chris jericho at the end of the program yeah. that was really cool i enjoyed seeing that and then dude, the crowd I, starts I, going I, we the people i love that chant I, I yeah, dude, he's a stud. I always, you know, and uh, I was reading a thing about him, and they said that, or somebody was commenting on him saying how his promo work was weak in the WWE, and I'm like, I disagree with that 100% because when remember when he was uh, on SmackDown and he was the the W uh, the the world what do they call it? the it was the, the old WCW belt, the World Heavyweight Champion. Uh huh. You know, and he would come out there and he would just, you know, I'm an all-American American, and I am your world heavyweight champion. You know, I mean, just he, he played a great, great heel just to get – the way he would talk would just get under your skin. Okay, you know, it, you know why people didn't like his promo? And I'm going to be politically correct here. I, I Dave Denton, who – I am I am an equal opportunity offender, so I'm uh-huh. going to offend the people in the politically correct crowd. The uh-huh. ones that didn't like his promo work didn't like it because he has a slight speech impediment. Oh, I thought it played into his his character very well. I did too, but I I read so many times on social media, people talk just ter- saying terrible things about somebody who has something they can't control. You know, he has a little bit of a lisp. But so does Cody. So did Dusty, Dusty Rhodes, you know? So yeah, get I, over I, it, man. You know, yeah, I, I, I that really made me angry at some people. And, huh. And, I, I've yeah. never heard that. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Dude, I, I loved him when he was, you know, that's right when I uh, really started getting back into, you know, I've told you the story of when I got uh, Satellite and and started watching SmackDown and Raw again. and. Uh-huh. And really got back into it heavy again, and and that was right around that time when when Jack Swagger was the the world heavyweight champion. It was before um, he, although what was his manager's name? Oh, Dutch Mantel. Yeah, yeah, D- Dutch Mantel. It was before Dutch Mantel was his, you know, his manager and stuff. But, but he was a great heel. I thought so I mean, too. he just. Just would get under the skin of the audience so bad when he'd come out on the stage and smack down and just just get under the skin of everybody. 
Okay, you want me to compare him to somebody else right now? Here's sure. a comparison. I'd love to hear it. How much people, you know, he, he got a lot of flack that people didn't like him. And I think that you can put a big comparison on Baron Corbin with him. People don't like King Corbin. They didn't like, I mean, I didn't like the constipated uh, Baron Corbin, but I've always been a Baron Corbin fan. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, 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 I, I, I kind of like I, him. I liked the Lone Wolf, uh-huh. Baron Corbin, a little bit better than. I kind of liked him when he didn't talk and he was kind of mysterious and and just kicked butt. But I don't care for the constipated or the who King Corbin. King like. Corbin, yeah, that one's kind of silly. But you know, as far as his ring work, I've always enjoyed what he does yeah, in the he, ring. He's yeah. a big. He's a he's a very you know tall, very strong. Uh, you know that finish move he's got is is killer. The, the end of days and yeah, I mean, but see, just... you you can see the comparison. How a lot of people, you know, they've complained about Jack Swagger being the champion, and they complained about him, you know, being whatever he was. And then mm-hmm. you have people complaining about Baron Corbin. I think it's the same type of people. I think it's the same people that can't look beyond saying, you know, the guy can go in the ring, you know. They oh, might dude, not like his and, personality. They might not like what what he you know what he represents as far as a character, but he can go in the ring. And, and I just I love that ankle lock. You know, oh yeah, by Jack Swagger. I mean that's just brutal to me. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and I love guys like Jack that that can can cross promote. Uh-huh. You know he he did really well in Bellator and does good in a in a wrestling ring. But unlike guys like Ken Shamrock, who were good in UFC but terrible in the ring, uh-huh. you know, and Brock Lesnar, you know, who can't do either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ken Shamrock's back into wrestling now. Yeah, I saw that as yeah, he's doing impact, some yeah. impact stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's has a program against Moose, and Moose is yeah, a former a oh, yeah, Moose is a former NFL lineman. Good friends with uh, the Terminator, who we'll see this weekend uh, at uh, DCW. They're very good friends. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, That's and cool. yeah, and uh, uh, so uh, Moose and uh, Ken Shamrock are doing a program right now in Impact Wrestling. Which, as we're talking that, what an important week this is in professional wrestling. The people at Impact are getting ready to move their program to Access TV. And it's going to be on Tuesday nights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Now I don't have um, access to Access TV, so I don't know what I'm going to do. So, um, I would, I, would, I think you can still find it on Fight TV and Twitch yeah, and stuff. Can't I think, you? You, I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I, I did the whole Twitch thing, but, um, I thought that you, maybe you could watch Impact. Uh, you know, like you could go on Twitch and watch it later. Uh huh. Kind of like how you can go on Fight and watch past episodes of ROH and stuff. Yeah. But the Twitch TV is only live stream, so you have to oh. catch the live stream of Impact. Well, that sucks. That's kind of what I thought because I'm like, sometimes it's hard for a guy like me to catch the live stream. Yeah, and me too. I think that's that's the beauty of what's happening technology-wise. Everything's going to on-demand. I mean, you know, everything and, is going to on-demand. Another thing that would be interesting to find out too that – I don't know how can you track numbers of people who DVR 
AEW and are watching it tonight or there, there is a way that they do that. I'm not, you know, since I'm not in that end of the broadcast industry, I'm not real familiar with it, but I remember when Dixie Carter was still involved with TNA impact at the time, she, Mm -hmm. uh, she was doing an interview one time and she was talking about that very thing. How many people will watch it either on replay or have DVR'd it? And there was a way they can figure that out. I, but you know, I'm I don't, I'm not in that end of the broadcast industry, so I don't know how it works. We'll be back with more with Zane Peterson. But up next, how about a little Chris on the mat? It's next on Turnbuckle Trash. It's Chris on the mat. Mat. <sighs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost of words. The original trash head, Chris Evans. If a guy didn't get cracked open, he wasn't really wrestling. Chris. Chris. On the mat. mat. You can make people sit their butts in those seats. Your box office. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. You're changing your depends over to diapers. And we're joined by Christopher Evans. Chris on the mat. Chris, first off, how are things going? Uh, everything's going here great in Winston-Salem. The sun is shining. Everybody is having a good time. And I was having an intro, but I just forgot it. I've been working on it all day, but I forgot my intro. Dang it, I left it. It was supposed to be like Ravishing Rick Rude, but I can't remember the rest of it, so I'm going to have to leave it out. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. You'd work so hard on it. <laughs> yeah, I was working so hard on it at work. I mean, I had everybody was thinking I was talking to myself, and I was just working on that promo. And it's like, gosh, I can't remember how to do it now that we're doing it on the recording. Shoot. But it, it happens. It's performance know? anxiety. It's got to be something. Yeah, so. might be a little blue pill will help you out. Oh, I didn't, oh, there didn't you say go. that. I didn't say yeah, that. A little no. bit of, yeah, maybe a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, a little bit of the bubbly. Well, uh-huh. we started off the week with the new season quote of uh, WWE raw and uh, um, um, a lot of butt fumbles there were a lot of butt fumbles what was the worst thing you saw on Monday Night Raw the, the worst thing I saw on Monday was, night was the beginning all the way through the end. No, I was only serious. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're getting close. Yeah. The worst thing I saw on Rob was Randy Orton breaking character like he did. And Baron Corbin's throne that fell to pieces with him inside with him sitting on it. <laughs> but uh, no, Rob was horrific. Raw was not good at all. The, the thing that I thought was, probably the worst thing I saw on Raw was, I hate to say it, Miz TV. You get brother, 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 and woo out there. I thought the segment really fell on his face. Oh, it fell on his face all right, just like he did when he gets that chop and he does that old man flop. <laughs> uh, no, it, it just didn't work. And now we're hearing that a lot of the wrestlers in the back do not want to work with Hulk Hogan. Really? They don't, they don't want to work with him. Is a it- lot of yeah, it's got to do with that controversy that started all this oh, uh, wow. stuff. Yeah, they're all, they just don't want to work with Hogan. Plus, have you noticed that the WWE just picked up an angle from TNA? I wonder who said that on the Facebook page. I hmm. wonder who did. Hmm. I'll, I'll let that person that might have put that onto the Facebook page uh, uh, tell, us, uh, tell those who maybe didn't pick it up 
what this angle is between uh, the old TNA and the somewhat new WWE Raw. TNA had it to where they had Team Flair versus Team Hollywood Hogan. And Flair had his bunch, which was, I think, AJ Styles, uh, Samoa Joe, and uh, uh, Bobby Roode. And then Hogan had for Sting, and Hogan had his little ordeal, which I can't remember who they were. But why is they why is the WWE picking up old TNA uh, storylines? I'll never know. I mean, you've got Abyss back there. He's starting to write the stuff. Maybe he had a brain fart. Who knows? <sighs> Um, I, I just can't understand it. Plus, why do I care anything about Hogan and Flair right now? I, I just don't get it. I mean, this is what you're going to do at at Crown Jewel? Once again, think about history. Crown uh-huh. Jewel, where is it going to be held? Uh-huh. Who's the money behind this? Oh, yes. Remember, oh, yeah. this, this, this Saudi prince loves the Attitude Era and the old-school wrestlers. He probably said, I want some old-school in there, and he wanted Hogan, and he wanted Flair. So they can't. neither one of them should get back in the ring. I think Flair has been, has been cleared to do an occasional bump, uh, but Hogan can't even do a bump anymore because no, he's Hogan not medically can, cleared. Yeah, Hogan says that his career is basically over for professional wrestling. Uh-huh. He can't do nothing. So... They're going to have these teams put together, which makes no sense whatsoever. But now that you have brought that up about the Saudi prince, and yes, it makes perfect sense, Crown Jewel, it's going to be a, a diamond stuck up of cow pie. Um, no, I, I just, no. I and it's, it's going to be on Halloween. Yeah. About, well, Flair looks like he wears a Halloween mask every day. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, the man looks like he's a he's a walking liver spot. Hogan, I don't know how many extensions can a man have in his hair. So, I mean, good lord, mm-hmm. Hogan, those are not your real hair. <laughs> <laughs> just for men, no. But I'm just joking. Um, no, I, I just can't stand. I didn't like Miz TV. I thought it was bad. Uh, the Raw was just it was horrific. Especially the part with Rusev and Bobby Lashley and Lana. I thought that was distasteful, but that's just my opinion. Um, I don't know. And Rusev looks, gosh, he looks uh, like he's lost a couple of pounds in his face. and He just, he, he yeah. looks all right. He looks, he looks like good. he's probably dropped 40 or 50 pounds. And, and it's lean muscle now, not necessarily the Bulgarian brute type muscle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and congr- congratulations to him once again. He's now a United States citizen. So welcome, yes. Mr. Rusev, to the, to the, to the fold. And mm-hmm. uh, that is, uh, I think that's fantastic. So are they going to be working him? I guess they're going to be working him as, as a face for a while and bring him back Rusev Day. But will they bring back Aiden English, who has been doing Ooh. some commentary uh, recently? Will he come back and help out Rusev against Lana? And Bobby Lashley. Uh, that, that could happen. I mean, the new commentary that they have right now is not too bad. I mean, you got Jerry the King Lawler finally back on his throne in, in Monday Night Raw. And now they're already going to probably change that. Yeah, I hear that that's probably a temporary uh, situation for uh, for the King. But, yeah, I didn't think that commentary team did too bad. I, I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Well, Lawler was the only one that was basically leading these guys. I mean, he was doing the most talking out of all of them. 
But don't so, you think that was probably the reason why they brought Jerry in to to teach these guys a little bit about chemistry and how to call a match and yes. and kind of like on the job training. I think that's oh, probably why they brought Jerry in to to help these guys get over the hump a little bit because I don't remember either one of them doing commentary on on even on I, NXT. So I didn't know either one of the guys. So yeah. I, I I didn't know I didn't know these two at all, but. I mean, I'm glad that they brought Jerry Lawler back. I mean, they needed somebody because the other two were making me fall asleep. And the the, the female, she all she could say is she would repeat whatever Michael Cole said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, Mr. why don't you have Mr. Potato Head go ahead and talk? I mean, good Lord. I mean, come on. Get the girl out of here. Let her go to AEW with, with her husband. Bye-bye. So, bye-bye. Bye-bye. But uh, now – what was your take on Raw? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Well, it wasn't. I, I, I'm not as critical of it as you you happen mm-hmm. to be, yep, yep, uh, yep. but I am critical of that segment with Ms. TV. Mm-hmm. It makes me really worry about Crown Jewel because what if this is going to be their third or fourth Crown Jewel because they do it twice mm-hmm. a year or something like that, and oh, yeah. none of them have been any good. I mean. That fiasco last year was absolute, except for you know the rumble fumble of you know one of the yeah. Saudi shows. But uh, uh, what is going to happen when they go to Saudi Arabia? Because they have not put on a good show yet since they've been there. Well, the one question I've got is Goldberg going to go to Saudi Arabia? Is is he going to go? Or I mean, I know the Undertaker's supposed to go. Uh-huh. Taker's, Taker's going to go, but is Goldberg going to go? Who knows? I think a lot uh, of it depends on whether they decide to do something with Dolph Ziggler and mm-hmm. Goldberg here at the, that show, or maybe even bringing in from NXT Matt Riddle for that show. Mm. Oh, yes, that wonderful Matt Riddle. The Dude. the king of the bros. Bro. Or as I like yeah. to call him, Jess Spicoli. I, I'm yeah, not, a, not a fan. Not, not and a not fan. that he can't. No, I go once again, not that he can't go in the ring. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the gimmick. It seems no. dated. It seems completely dated to me. And maybe True. because I'm not a hip kind of guy, but it just reminds me of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I mean, that's right. honestly yeah, it well, does. I can, so. un- I can understand that. Yeah, yeah that's – but – Shall we talk about the wonderful thing that happened last night? Uh, on, everybody, on, yeah, I mean. On Wednesday did, night? The Wednesday, on Wednesday, the Wednesday night that everybody, all the marks came out from under the carpet. I have never in my dreams have seen so many marks for one TV show. In the all my life. Wednesday night, dynamite. It was dynamite, all right. Um, okay, di- Christopher Evans. Dynamite. Okay, uh-huh. I'm going I'm gonna ask you. Uh on a scale of say one to ten. Let's give it one to ten, okay? Okay, one to ten. Okay. What would you uh call this first effort by all elite wrestling? One to ten. Michael Calvin said it best on the Facebook page. Six point five. Yeah, that's about Six, right. Six point five. There was some parts of it that were really good. I mm-hmm. what was I'm I'm not I'll I'll tell you my my favorite match of the night 
okay. and then you can uh, come in with that. I mm-hmm. thought the best match from the opening bell till the ending bell was Hangman Adam Page and Pac, the former uh, Neville from WWE. I enjoyed that match from opening bell till the end. I thought it was well uh, thought out, uh, well performed. I I think Pac is going to be, I think Pac should be, honestly, I think he should be the champion real quick because, I mean, he is a beast in the ring. Well, Adam, Adam Hangman Page, he's really good in the ring. I mean, I got to see some of the matches on YouTube tonight, this this morning, while I was at work. Um, Pac can always go. That man, Neville always can go anytime he wants to. The man is a, he has not like a six pack. He's got an eight pack. Uh, the the man is strong as he could be, but those two lit it up in the ring. I I enjoyed it from from start to finish. The only thing that I had a problem with with AEW was this: they had all these surprises of like Jack Swagger or Jack Hagger, mm. whatever they're calling him, Mick Jagger. I don't know. <laughs> um, that didn't surprise me whatsoever. I, I, that's not a surprise. Haven't seen uh, John Moxley jump up into the ring, and then you see Kenny Omega with that. Oh Lord, what's going to happen to me? Face. Uh-huh. It was good, but they need a little bit more oomph to their show. It was good after the final bell. Did you see what happened to Chris Jericho? No, I did not. A hot dog hit him in the head. <laughs> Somebody threw, somebody threw a hot dog and hit him in the head. And okay. He picks up, he, huh? They threw it with a lot of mustard. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that had a little uh, relish to it, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, he picked it up. He picked it up and he squished it between his fingers. And then you see a sign that says a little bit of the bubbly, and he throws it to the people on the sign. But <laughs> I didn't I was like, see that part. Yes. Well, they had a lot of dark matches afterwards, Oh, too. they did, yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of dark matches. Oh, I didn't know that. I got a question for you. What does NXT, AEW, and Rigor Mortis have in common? I, I, I hesitate to ask. So what does AEW, NXT have in common? One thing in common, they're stiff within two hours. So, I mean, it was a two-hour show. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Come on. They're stiff for the two hours. Dude. That <laughs> uh, was a stretch, man. Sorry. <laughs> it was yeah. good, though. I was working on that one all day, too. It's oh. be so funny here. Yeah, no. okay. But, well, yeah. Tried. Yeah, I tried. So, uh, you didn't like what well, – let's go back to AEW before we go into uh, to NXT. So, you didn't uh-huh. like all the, quote, surprises of the night. Well, I mean – Jack Swagger is not a surprise. I thought that one was a surprise. I wasn't expecting that one. Well, yeah, but he's been he's he's already been uh, shown that he was he had signed his contract, and we didn't know he was going to show up then and there. Uh-huh. But here comes Dustin Rhodes for the for the for the save, and he comes in, and then all of a sudden you see this guy come in, bam, hits Dustin, and everyone just, but nobody jumped up and down. The crowd didn't do anything. I thought they were going for it. I thought the crowd was enjoying it. I didn't see that. I Mm. mean, that could have been a different angle that you were looking at. Yeah. But, uh, and the question I have, when Uh Dustin came into the ring, he was in full ring gear and makeup. Yep. I guess that's because they were doing dark matches afterwards, huh? 
They did dark matches, yeah. Okay, so they, see, I didn't realize that. I'm, I was looking at it saying, why is Dustin already in his ring gear and got his makeup on? So, yeah, they had dark. They had four dark matches after the the show went off the air. Okay, I wasn't but, aware uh, of that. Mm-hmm. And it was. It, I mean, I can understand why. I mean, you're, you're getting your money's worth through AEW, and they want you to enjoy the wrestling, but. Some of their matches are okay. The Young Bucks. They're not called the Young Bucks anymore. They're the Old Bucks. Um, I just, I don't know. It's going to work. But, I mean, they beat. Yeah, I, the, the the last figure I saw was almost $1.8 million for, uh, for All all Elite and uh-huh. uh, about 860000 for NXT. You know, there there's so many variables there. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got one week. You've got yes. people that wanted that um, that newness, you know, and mm-hmm. they and you got to admit the promotional people at AEW they did the right thing. They got the uh, they they had the promotions out there. They had the YouTube videos, the social yes. media working. Yes. So there was an excitement mm-hmm. for all elite. And yeah. give the WWE credit; they tweeted out congratulations for their first show. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. there was a little, a little veiled, uh, little. <clears throat> this is a marathon, and that's what mm-hmm. I think we've been saying the whole time. First week is not going to be the indicator. Second no. week is not going to be the indicator. No, where that indicator is going to come is like January and February. Oh, of course. A few months down the road, <laughs> what are these ratings going to be for All Elite? NXT, SmackDown, and Monday Night Raw. What is that? That This first week, congratulations. That's fine. I hope you have more success, All Elite, because I enjoyed the show. I'm planning on continuing to watch. Mm-hmm. But what about that other fan? What about the mark out there that says, oh, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be? You know, Are they getting on social well, media and they're being idiots about this whole thing instead of giving them a chance to build storylines and to build stars. Well, see, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be just like Zane is. He's got his comment section, and that's what I did, too. I, I was reading the comments, and you have all these marks saying, well, it's not that good. They, this is supposed to be like the Attitude Era. They didn't do all what they wanted to do, and they didn't do what they're supposed to. And I And I couldn't help myself. I said, guys, this is their first damn taping. This is their first TV show. What did you expect? Ringling Brothers and Barlin Bailey Circus? No. They have to start slowly. And they did. Yeah. Ex- except for Cody when he took that clothesline from Chris Jericho that looked like he turned him out of his shorts. Uh-huh. That was that good. Was bit of, that was good. It was a little bit of overselling. I, but, I mean, I couldn't do that in the ring. But, I mean, and Chris Jericho looks looks like the second coming of He's trying to bring out Ric Flair. It looks like he ate Ric Flair. Um, although I can't talk. I mean, I got a beer belly too, but uh, I don't know. I'm not, I wish AEW the greatest luck in the world. And just because y'all get one million views, I mean, think about what WCW did. They were up in the ratings too, and guess what happened? Straight down. And, and that, yeah, I think I think that's the reason why I'm saying – Give it a few months and see mm-hmm. where we're at. Don't be saying that they're a huge success right now because, no, they're not a huge success. They have some success, mm-hmm. but, and there's their WWE tweet, this is a marathon. And but it really are, is going to be. 
But you said something real in the last, the second last podcast we had. Something is going to happen, and they're going to stub their toe. Something will happen, and they'll stub their toe, and then we'll see what the fans actually do. The, the women's division is just going to—it's going to have to slowly take off. I mean, that's what raw—that's what uh, WWE's women division. It went out slow, then has to, then it built up. I mean, this is what's going to happen for AEW right now. They don't really have anybody a mainstream, you know, face right. for the women's for the women's division. So. I agree with you on that. It was very, I, I can't stand, I have no problem with the transgender, don't get me wrong. I don't like it. But if that's what floats their boat, fine. Yeah. Go that, have your, go have it. Yeah. And, and it's not my decision to make, you know, I'm no, just saying I'm not, not my decision. And then I, I even told Zane this, and I think you probably agree with me. And I'm not going to try mm-hmm. to put words in your mouth. Yep. I don't particularly enjoy intergender wrestling either. No. Uh-uh. I don't no. enjoy it. I just, I I guess you know being grown grow up where I did and and uh, the values that I have, violence against a woman just is not something that no. I can atone. Even nope. in in a competition like that, I would you know if it's going to be a comp- competition between a man and a woman, I want it to be straight up something that a man's not going to have that type of an advantage. Checkers. <laughs> bowling, bowling. <laughs> I got, I got yeah. a quick story. I, I went out on a date one time with this girl that I was really tight with back yep. in college, and we went bowling with some some other couples, and we had a great time. But I didn't bowl very well, mm-hmm. and she looked at me, and she, and I I think I bowled like a ninety six, and I'm I'm a decent bowler, not a great bowler. And she Uh-oh. says, "Oh, maybe I'll let you win next time." Yep. And I went, excuse me, you're going to let me win? I said, you better bowl better than you did this last game. True. I said, you better do better than you did last game. I said, because you ain't giving me nothing. If I beat you, I beat you. You beat me, I, you beat me. Of course. And I went out and beat her. Uh, <laughs> I think I bowled a 186, and she bowled a, she bowled about 10 pins better than she did the previous game. That that kind of competition I have no problem with. I don't even I don't even mind golf. You know, you know, a guy can hit it longer. Yeah. And I don't I don't mind if they're going to do a, a man woman golf to have the woman at the the ladies tee. It's more of a head up competition that you can make it. I'm saying the physicality of combat sports. Even we we know this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, entertainment, and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily. Uh, you know, uh, real wrestling, as they want to say. But there is the opportunity to be hurt and be hurt bad. And I would hate to see some woman get hurt bad because a man forgot to do, you know, to pull it back a little bit oh, or yeah. made a move that mm-hmm. was a little bit stronger than because you know, adrenaline starts going and all that. Of course. Not saying that the woman can't handle it. I don't want people to think I'm, you know, a male chauvinist pig. I'm just saying it could happen, and I would hate to see that happening. Oh, it, it can happen at the moment's notice. I mean, it, it's an accident. Once again, this is not saying anything bad about women wrestlers. I will no, not say that. No. I love women wrestling. And if you go back into some of our previous podcasts, when women's wrestling before this women's revolution, we mm-hmm. we as a group, Turnbuckle Trash, were touting the fact that the women – needed better than what they were getting in the WWE. We were right there saying they're misusing these women, they're doing the wrong storylines, and Mm -hmm. they need to give them a chance. This was well before the women's evolution. 
Oh, yes, big time. These girls are not just eye candy and window scenes. They're These athletes. Are, they're athletes, and they deserve to be athletes. That's like what Jim Ross said on on uh, Bully Ray's show, Busted Open. Uh, you're not a performer. You're an athlete, and that's what I have to treat you like. You're an athlete. Exactly. So if I don't treat you like an athlete, you're just like this second-rate performer in a in a college in a college play. Right. It's not going to work. Right. So it's not going to work. And that's that's why I'm saying I'm I'm hoping that the uh, the division for all elite. It, maybe I just haven't seen enough of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go back to um, the first pay per view that I watched from all elite, the all all in last last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one I, I I still have on my DVR. I picked the favorite match of that night was the six woman tag that was ma- mostly the Japanese wrestlers, the women uh, wrestlers. I enjoyed that tremendously. It, it, yeah, because it was a back and forth match, and those, that really stole the show. Basically, yeah. those girls were good. Yeah, they were. They were, they were great. Were. So, yeah. Before you start coming down on us, just know that we are fans of women's wrestling. We're not jerks. Of course. By any means. Yes. So now let's move on a little bit to uh, the first full two hours on USA Network for mm-hmm. NXT. What do you think about that? Uh, um. The one that stole the show for me was the, the match was your favorite Joey Pascoli or whatever. The, and then uh, what's his name? Oh, oh Adam Cole, Adam and, Cole and, and and Jeff Spicoli. Yes, yes yeah. Yes, that was that good, was, and that opened up the show. Yes, and it was a good match. Uh huh. But I have a problem with the ending of the match. Why on earth is Finn Balor back on NXT? Why? That makes no sense. I'll it give doesn't you make a okay. Go ahead, please. Give the, me reason, the reason. The reason. Okay. Are you ready for this? Give me to me. Why is Finn Balor back? Uh huh. Star power. That that makes perfect sense. That is the reason they're that bringing they're bringing sense. Phil uh, Finn back mm-hmm. because they didn't really have a big storyline for him to do on uh, the main roster. Mm-hmm. But he is still a huge draw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so it was. It was just a. You know, I think Zane and I talk about this in the last pod, and then also on, on today's pod. We're talking marketing. We're talking star power. We're talking trying mm-hmm. to get people to tune in. Mm-hmm. How many people are in the Balor Club, right? You know, people. Oh, yeah. I mean, when Finn Balor was out with that injury. I was at a Salt Lake City event, and I was seeing Balor Club shirts and jackets all over the place, and he hadn't wrestled for three months. Oh, yeah. He is very popular. He's no, very popular, and that's the reason popular. why he's back. Okay. But well, they, better not, they, better, they better not mess with Adam Cole, baby, because he, well, he needs to be the champion for a while. Well, it was kind of funny when after he came back and the Fiend – made a tweet it says i love you finn balor <laughs> i saw that i love you finn balor it's like oh my gosh really you know okay. that th- you know that might be the possibility for maybe even bringing in the fiend one time you know for nxt I tell you what, I, i've never seen something catch fire like this has but this man has has reconstructed his his persona now that the fiend has really just taken over but uh, the last Firefly Funhouse was extremely dark. 
I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it when he, when he grabs the rabbit and goes, he's dead. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find a way to do this. Be looking on our Facebook page soon. I was going through a marketplace on Facebook, a local marketplace, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't looking really closely and somebody has a vintage doll for sale and they had a picture of it. And I, when I first looked at it, it looked like that doll, uh, the female doll on the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> I almost freaked oh. out. I would almost wanted to buy it so I could paint it up to look like the doll. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to put that on. I, I'll put that on this afternoon or today yeah, on, that, on that our Facebook be... page. Yeah. Yeah, but back to NXT, I thought it was, I mean, the NXT was a good show. I mean, it was a barn burner. They had some great matches. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, but uh, the the now, your man was back, Ciampa. Oh, I, uh, I love came, it. I love it. He came back. I was so happy to see him. Yeah. And, I mean, he tweeted out, hello, Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> I love love when he does that stuff i mean he he wants that belt back and i hope maybe they might put the championship back on him but right now i i love the way they've got this new four horsemen with all the gold and maybe i mean adam cole is good don't get me wrong i I love adam cole he is far down hands down one of the best but uh we'll see what happens with uh chompa i'm i'm hoping they'll have a match maybe they'll have one in in the cell could be uh, a hell in the cell. You yeah, never know, but uh, I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, he's, is it, has he been cleared? He has been cleared. He has been okay. cleared. He's been uh, he's been training with Sheamus. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. And uh, uh, Tamansa Champa needs to come back. He needs to, you know, the 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 obvious thing is to have him feud with uh, Johnny Gargano again. Oh yeah, that's exactly. that's the obvious thing, and then going after some of the gold. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, yeah, that that's that you know that that's that to me is what it is. But let's let's give the tip of the hat to Tomasa Champa, who I've been a fan of since his ROH days. A oh, very yeah. serious uh, uh, incident in his neck, mm-hmm. and now that I'm facing a possible similar neck surgery, I look at him and say, "Oh, I hope I recover as good as he did." So, <laughs> but well, I, I mean, I'm, I've I, always I, been a fan of Champa. Yeah, he's a real good – I mean, his ROH days was perfect. I mean, I knew he was coming to the WWE soon, and when he did, he was going to wreak havoc, and I love it. He's just like another Sheamus. But uh, speaking of Sheamus, I wonder when he's going to make his debut back again and start bro-kicking. I've heard he was supposed to be a referee. You know, so, it could be. There, there. You know, I don't know if he I, – I, and I just – this is just ignorance on my part. You know, he's had some very bad neck issues too – and, and it depends on whether he gets medically clear, but he's in excellent condition. Uh, you know, they've, they've kind of taken Cesaro away as a possible partner for him. But, yeah. uh, you know, um, who knows well, whether he'll come Cesaro. back or not. Yeah. They buried Cesaro now. He's mid-card. He's now. a mid-carder, he's, and that's a shame. That is a yeah, shame. Is. That is a shame. That is a shame. Yeah, I, I've all we've been saying that for what four years now that uh, mm-hmm. Cesaro needed to have a strap on him, a single strap. He, he's just that dang good. He's never had a. I mean, I would send him over to the UK. Mm-hmm. I, that's where I would send him. Uh, him and Walter Ooh, go at him. Yeah. Him and Walter going at it, and that's another little brute right there that has really impressed me. Is Walter? Yeah. That that man right there can go. 
What's that the was, what's his he, faction now? Imperium, Imperial. Yeah, I, Imperial. Yeah, Imperial. Man, that that he, that's some good wrestlers there in that group too. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm liking what NXT is doing with that. So yes, they are. Yes, we are. We're all impressed with NXT. Everything was good, uh, except for a couple of things. But they can work on that. I mean, your ratings were a little bit fine. They're good, but NXT can always shine. It just depends on whether. Uh, Vince McMahon puts his hand in the cookie jar. And, you know, how much mm-hmm. they're going to allow uh, people like Finn Balor to come back occasionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tyler Breeze and uh, uh, Fondango are back as the fashion police, mm-hmm. but in NXT, the Cruiserweight Championship will now be an NXT belt, from what yes, I understand. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's oh, there's man. there's things that they're – that and it's called counter-programming. That's what the WWE is doing. Now, after the first week of All Elite – and then, what, the third or fourth week of NXT on USA, let's give it a couple of months before we start saying who's the winner or who's the loser in this bout. <laughs> that's that's too late now. Everybody's going, oh, all the lead is the champion now. We have our WCW back. Yeah, you yeah. got it back all right. Boy. Yeah, I don't, I you know, and, I, mm-hmm. and once again, wish them the best. I'll watch them. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll critique them. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to be any easier on them than I am on the WWE. Not going to do it. Just going to be right down the line. What I like, I like. What I don't like, I don't like. And That's what we do here. That's what we do on this podcast. If you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. Yeah, and that's that's why we say we approach this from a fan's point of view. Mm -hmm. Not saying we're experts. We've been watching this a long time, and we know a little bit, not a lot, about Mm -hmm. professional wrestling because you don't know a lot until you've been in the ring and are you been behind the scenes more mm-hmm. than uh, and I think between the three of us I've been behind the scenes more than uh, the three of us but mine is more from the business aspect and from the entertainment aspect so well I I know that you've been busy lately and you've had you've had a lot of things with your surgeries and everything but I was hoping you were going to comment about the one uh, the one post I had on Facebook do you remember your TV commercial in Memphis Tennessee I you know, I was the link there. No, I can't find it. But remember, you were on a TV commercial where it was a car dealership, and you get <sighs> punched in the face. Yeah, that that was in Memphis. That was in uh, in, uh, in Paris, Tennessee, and oh, Paris. It, yeah, it was in Jackson, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was I was confused about that. Yeah, I played. I was on a TV commercial where I portrayed a high pressure, uh, high high pressure used car salesman, and mm. I got punched in the face. <laughs> and uh and, and literally it hurt yes we, we we did it in slow motion and then sped it up yep but the guy did hit me pretty hard and yep. my jaw was sore yeah i remember that because when you came back from that you you were holding your jaw i think my grandfather asked you goes, what happened he goes well that that did kind of work so. <laughs> it did hurt man <laughs> yeah it yeah. hurt and then I was also in another commercial in Baton Rouge, uh, uh, Louisiana. When I was in in Baton Rouge, I portrayed a, a bodyguard for mm-hmm. a, uh, a radio morning show team in oh, okay. in Baton in Baton Rouge. And we were at the Baton Rouge airport, and I had my blue jeans on, and I I was I was a lot smaller than I am now, in a lot better shape. But uh, I had one of those T-shirts that looked like a uh, uh, tuxedo. Mm-hmm. And that was really tight, showing off my manly bulges. <laughs> That's a different story, uh, but uh, yeah, I portrayed a, a bodyguard, and that was a very popular commercial played a long time in Baton Rouge. And so I am well, a star, man. Yes, you are. 
We have to get our autographs to go very soon now. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have trading cards here shortly. Yeah. Well, two questions. One question, uh-huh. the situation with Ray Mysterio and Dominic and they the uh, the Mr. Boring in the bank. <sighs> Brock Lesnar. Have you seen the comments and everybody's think everybody's so mad at Brock, but I thought it was a good storyline. I didn't mind it. I'm just not a big Brock Lesnar fan, as everyone knows. Yeah, you don't like Brock. I mean, I like the story. Yeah, but Dominic has been training. I saw people on some of the the social media sites. They are to call the police and Brock Lesnar, and he that's child abuse. Well, Dominic is 19 years old, guys. Come on, he's He's not a baby. You know, and he's been taking bumps. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's been trained. He knows what when he took that suplex and you saw his arms and everything, you knew he was he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he he landed in between his shoulder blades and put his arms out to absorb the the punishment. And that brings up that brings up another quick point. Our friends at Devotion Championship Wrestling Mm -hmm. uh, were on a local TV show, Fox 13, this past week. And they did a segment talking about their uh, show that's going to be taking place on Saturday night that I wish I could go to, but I've come up a little bit ill uh, today, so I can't go. But Zane's going to go, and I'll talk more about that later. But they also did another segment down the road showing how they train so they don't kill each other, showing how they take bumps and how they train to take bumps. Our friend Andrew Sowell, who's been on the podcast with us, was uh, the bad guy in the ring, and then all the other wrestlers were taking clotheslines or bumps from Andrew Sowell. And then mm-hmm. the MK Bandit, Matthew Robles, was explaining to Big Buddha, who is now the uh, commissioner of Devotion Championship Wrestling, explaining to him how they train and how they keep from having bumps or getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Then MK made the point that they do hit, they do hit each other, it's full-grown men, full-grown women hitting each other. They just know how to absorb it and how to pull it. And then he pulls down his sunglasses he's wearing because last weekend he got poked in the eye and he's got a big old shiner on his eye. Ooh. Yeah, so people out there that are thinking that these guys don't get hurt, they, they never have watched real pro wrestling before. And I felt bad for Dominic at first having this – Great big huge guy grab you by the ears, basically. I know what that feels like. Mom's done it a couple of times, <laughs> um, but she hasn't thrown me around like that before. Uh, no, you were always a chunky kid, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was always the chunky. She couldn't pick me up, but my dad could. By uh, gosh, bad. I know. Yeah, I know. I saw him do that a few times. Uh, so. Yeah, well, I deserved it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I felt bad for Dominic. But you know what? I love the storyline, and I and I liked how it was happening. The F five to to Ray Mysterio and and then he's trying to save his son but it doesn't work and Dominic gets rolled out on a stretcher and everybody's pissed off and they want to jump the rails and get a hold of Brock yeah go right ahead guys I want to see this I'll pop the corn to watch this one but uh, yeah but I, I love to what I put on the Facebook page it says this take your kids to work day didn't work out Yeah, I saw that uh, <laughs> that was funny but I yes, want to I want to take back Take you back a few years, back okay. to when Ray Mysterio was still a young pup. Remember WCW oh, yes. when mm-hmm. Big O Kevin Nash threw Ray Mysterio into the side of a trailer? Oh yeah, I and people that. were calling police and calling for mm-hmm. Kevin Nash to be arrested 
because he yeah. picked on poor. It's the same. I mean, we're talking same storylines, borrowing yes. storylines. There's another borrowed storyline right there. Big old bad uh, Kevin Nash with little Ray, and now you got big bad Brock Lesnar with that young boy. You know, child oh, abuse. That wasn't child. Uh, no, that wasn't child abuse. That was that was two people that already had choreographed this thing, and they and Brock. Brock probably be telling Ray, look, I'm going to pick him up and do this and do it as best I can. I'm, And looking at probably Dominic and goes, son, this is going to hurt just a little bit, but you're going to have to learn. And that, there's the story. This stuff yeah. does hurt. Yes, they, I mean, does. these people do. And, and that's why I respect what they do. And yeah. as, as few as as few times as they do injure each other legitimately, that's that's the what I call the art of professional wrestling. But the only the one that was really, really helping the whole storyline was Paul Heyman. His reactions. Oh, it was great. It, it was great. It was perfect. The manager begging Brock to stop, stop this, and Brock not listening. And and Paul has got a heart. Looks like he's got a heart, but I didn't think he had one to begin with. But uh, yeah, but Paul is, uh, I, you know, Paul, you're doing really good on Raw, except for that one night. But uh, Raw's been okay. I mean, the starting segment of that, and you do that to Dominic. Yeah, that was start off real well. Yeah. And that, that was good. I liked it. I liked it. Now, we also have – we're recording this on Friday afternoon, so Friday uh, Friday night SmackDown has not occurred yet mm-hmm. onto uh, the uh, Fox Network, so we still have a lot going on there uh, with uh, The Rock making his uh, return to uh, SmackDown, where he actually termed, came up with the term SmackDown. I oh, want to yes. play something for everyone real quick, though. Uh, the Rock has been doing a lot of things public service-wise. He found out, or maybe the family contacted him, he has a fan, huge fan of The Rock, that turned 100 years old, uh, and, the Rock, and The Rock did record a happy birthday song for this 100-year-old fan. We're going to listen to it right now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Dear Marie Grover, who turns 100 years old today, and I'm so honored that she's my fan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Marie. I hear you're a very big fan of mine, which I'm so honored, by the way. Now you can eat cake, you can get drunk, you can have the best time. Party hard. I'm sending you so much love. Happy birthday, Marie. right back, you rock you. Now, wasn't that cool? Yes, it was. That was awesome. cool. That lady's reaction, I saw this on YouTube, that lady's reaction was just was just so priceless. And, I mean, I give The Rock credit. This man gives and gives and gives. And he and the only thing that I can't stand is when somebody uses him on Facebook to say that he's giving away money, cars, and homes. Yeah. Let the man do what he does. I mean, he's done yeah. some nice, you know, and, and remember he had his stunt double he's worked with for years that was oh, seriously yeah. injured, gave him a brand new truck. Brand uh, new, yeah. Yeah, he ran uh, the rock uh, near Boston, I think it was, a couple of years ago, ran into somebody's car who was packed on, parked on the side of the road. It wasn't severely damaged, but it was damaged. And the man who mm-hmm. owned the truck was a fan of the rock and said, you know, that's okay, no big deal. The Rock showed up the next day with a truck for this man, yep. you know, and he he does a lot of public service work. He's got the money. I think he's got a good attitude myself, and I don't know The Rock personally, but I do know this. When I I met uh, uh, 
I almost called him one of his his other names, but it was uh, Ron Simmons a couple of years ago. Uh, oh, yeah. I got the Ron chance to meet yeah. Ron Simmons, and I had him sign a picture of the Nation of Domination with Rock was in. Mm-hmm. I I just said uh, said something to Ron, and I said, "Boy, you know the Rock's done really well." He says, "Yeah." He says he's a good kid, but I had to teach him how to be the Rock. Hmm. And that that's he said I I we had to work with him a lot to let his personality come through. Started out in he started he, he was in Memphis. Yeah, for a he, short he, time. Rocky yeah, Johnson, his, yeah, his father sent him to Memphis mm-hmm. so he could learn about professional wrestling because yes. Rocky Johnson had been in Memphis for a while. Remember, mm-hmm. uh, I was at the the match where uh, Rocky Johnson won the Southern Heavyweight t- title to be the first black man to own that title. Mm-hmm. But he knew that with Jerry Lawler and the Jarrett's there, that he would get a good basic education about professional wrestling. So they Big sent time. him to Memphis first, and he was there. And then he uh, was Rocky Maya Villa uh, mm-hmm. when he first came in. And boy, that one that character didn't go over very well. But no, that, that character ruined him. So. Yeah, but you know when he became in the Nation of Domination, became The Rock, mm-hmm. and he let his personality come through. That's when he became the star that he is. And then today, yeah. the news is that uh, tonight on the show, and I think he's already done it on social media, that Randy Orton is challenging The Rock to a match at the next WrestleMania. I was hope, yeah. I, I don't really know. I thought he retired. I thought The Rock retired from wrestling. Uh-huh. Didn't he say that he was done? Yeah. <laughs> or so, maybe they'll have Team Rock against Team Orton. No, it'll be Rock. It'll be the torch will be passed again. But I mean, how many times can a torch be passed? I mean, I thought it was already. Yeah. I don't know. I, what do you think? Do you think it'd be a good match for WrestleMania 36? Star power. Star power. Star okay. power. That's all Star I got to say. Now I got. I got. I got to give a little story about myself here. Okay. Now that this is. Go right ahead. You know, this is being gratuitous. Dave show here. Uh, we've talked about me having the the surgery on my wrist, mm-hmm. and I've got a cast. Yeah on my wrist and I was going to be going to the devotion championship wrestling show on Saturday night where they're encouraging people to dress in Halloween costumes. So Uh what could I do for a costume? I decided that I was going to put on a cowboy hat and a vest and I was going to go as cowboy Bob Orton. That works. (laughs) And if you don't know uh, that Randy Orton's dad, cowboy Bob Orton wrestled for quite a while with a cast on his hand as as part of his gimmick. Yes, he did. He had that thing on for years and years. Uh-huh. You figured it would heal by then. <laughs> Got to ask you one quick thing. The NWA getting ready for, I think this Saturday is their first studio wrestling show that was recorded Tuesday night in Atlanta. I think it's going to be available uh, on oh, Fight TV on their it. on their thing. And then they had a change in their tag team division. And the winner of the new tag team division in the NWA the Rock, Rock and Roll, Roll Express. Express. I can't believe it. I mean, uh, Ricky Morton, 61. Robert, no, Ricky Morton, 63. Robert Gibson, 61 years old. And it's been over 30, uh, maybe 30, 40 years since they've held those belts. And they finally, they've got them back. And if you notice what I put on the, <laughs> on the Facebook page, on the bottom, Ricky Morton says in a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> really are you serious but i am excited for the nwa i want to see this i really want to see what they do they brought back the old studio oh they did 
Yeah, they got the old ring, the studio, everything. I hope it's not the old ring. My gosh, it's no telling what kind of uh, mold is on that. But uh, uh. they brought back the old studio uh, for it, and everybody is around the ring. It, it's going to be – I cannot wait to see. I think it's going to be on the Fight TV app, so I'm going to try to uh... – Catch that sometime this weekend. Too. But if you don't, know, if you don't know anything about the Rock and Roll Express, look them up on YouTube. This is the most decorated tag team in professional wrestling. To me, they are the most decorated. Oh, I mean, these guys are good. I, I these, like the Fabs better. Oh, you like the Fabs? Oh, I was I, saw, I was a big fan of the Fabulous Ones. I, I saw the Memphis Coliseum, the Rock and Roll Express versus the Fabulous Ones for the Southern Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. I watched that throughout, and I mean, it was perfect. It was a back and forth match. It was beautiful in the ring. I loved yeah. it. Loved it. Loved it. So. Well, Chris, we've had uh, a, you know, a big discussion about what's going on. I think the most important week in professional wrestling history. Yes, it was. And uh, I, I appreciate all your good comments. Uh, mm-hmm. and are you still working on that promo against Zane? Oh, I'm working, uh, Mr. Zane. You said that I am Mr. Boring and um, no fun, North Carolina. Well, sir, we do have fun in North Carolina. It's called a 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> the fun that we have here. Oh. Zane, <laughs> no. Zane, I loved your promo against me, and I'm working one more up for you, and it was a lot of fun. And I'm hoping that one day all three of us can get online on, on the phone and we can all talk about professional wrestling very soon. It's time to take out the trash on Turnbuckle Trash. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. This isn't a social event. This is a competition where there's one winner. You don't see the outfit before a fight playing with jacks and juice boxes. No, no, they talk trash and they beat the crap out of each other. This is Turnbuckle Trash. Well, I think we're, uh, you know, we've got Hell in the Cell coming up this weekend. Uh, that's going to be an interesting program to see how the WWE, uh, and, and and they have definitely said that they're moving a little bit farther away from the PG-13. Not necessarily TG-14, but they're going to, TV-14, they're going to be going, you know, a little bit between the three, you know, the, the two that is. And uh, uh, a little bit more violence, a little bit more storyline, which they attempted to do with what happened on Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, you've got the Maria Canales thing where she's pregnant and she says that Mike is not the father. And uh, they have done all kinds of uh, different who's the father angles. And one of them was Rusev. So, but now Maria's saying, no, Rusev is not the dad. And and by the way, congratulations to Rusev. He is now a United States citizen. He took the oath last week he is a U.S. citizen. He's dropped some pounds. He looks awesome in the ring now. Oh, yeah. He just looks yeah, incredible. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, kudos to somebody like that because, uh, you, you know, he. everybody knows he's married to Lana in real life. And right. To watch your wife kiss Bobby Lashley <sighs> as part of an angle oh, that'd would be tough, make me want to just squirm. I'm sorry. But yeah. I, I would have a hard time with that. <laughs> and she's done that. She's done that before. She did it with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she did it with Aiden English. Or, no, Aiden English basically said he was having an affair with her. But 
not yeah. mana. But yeah, that that's a storyline. Somebody said, yeah, we'll still have storylines like that because Paul Heyman, that's all he knows what to do and write. Mm-hmm. Come on, give me a break. You know, there's no real original ideas out there anymore. It's the way you present them and make oh, a little twist and terms. I mean, there's a, we want new stuff. No, there's not very many, very few, well, very, very few new ideas. Look at what's happening in Hollywood. You know, I, I went and saw a movie over the weekend um, with uh, Gerard Butler and and uh, Morgan Freeman. An- Angel has fallen. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's the same story that's been told. Fifty-seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-six times with, with uh, you know, with Harrison Ford and uh-huh. and uh, you know it's and I, and I mean I can't have a guy gets somebody's attempted to assassinate the president and he gets framed. They try to pin it on him and now he has to go around and kick everybody's ass until he <laughs> comes out and and finds out that he's innocent you know uh-huh. like, but you know what it was an entertaining movie it was good to go see i mean uh, i i went to a matinee so i didn't pay full price for it that's the best thing isn't it <laughs> you know and it's kind of like but that's the same thing with wrestling you know it's, there's there's not gonna be new idea you know very it's very the few first new time ideas. it's not the first time we've seen somebody like Jack Swagger, uh, attack somebody in the ring from behind, and you know, uh-huh. I mean, it's you know, very, very few. The there's going to be. I mean, I will be surprised over the next ten to fifteen years of watching professional wrestling. Of I say, I've never seen them do that before, because it, you know, it's just storylines. I mean, they'll get, they're, they've got to get inspiration. They got to find out what to do. And remember when we talked to the MK Bandit. He, he said a lot of times they were looking, he as a storyline writer himself, that they would look at current events and try to tie in with current events a little bit. Well, and Billy Corgan talked about doing that with NWA a lot more, was, uh-huh. you know, trying to, to tie into a little more controversy and things like that and bring that into the ring a little bit more. And speaking uh, of the NWA... They have their new Saturday morning program that they record on Tuesday nights in Atlanta uh, at a, uh, it's not a big arena. It's like, uh, I almost say it's like a hard rock, you know, uh, maybe where a concert arena where they set up and uh, they, um, they have Jim Cornette as part of the, uh, the announced team and they crowned new tag team champions this past Tuesday night. Did, did you see who is now their tag team champions? Was Chris posted that? Was that real? That was real, my man. Okay, so okay, it's it's not meant to be offensive towards anybody, but really, <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express, more like the Rock and Old Express. Yeah. Boy, they, I think I've seen hammered crap that looks better than those guys. <laughs> Yeah, I I will agree, man. I I I was shocked. I mean, I I've watched a couple of their matches recently. I think, yeah, I was watching ROH and they appeared on ROH against the Briscoes, and I think it was that match I was watching them. And you know, it wasn't as as fast as they used to be, but they were still flying all over the ring doing the double drop kick that they were famous for. But 
it was definitely not as crisp as they were back in the heyday. But, I mean, they're probably 60 years old or close to 60. I know I can't do it. Uh, yeah, good for them. I'm, yeah. I, uh, so tell me, let's talk about that for just a sec. Because that's been a, a, a on a lot of people's radar for a long time. And, and it's also been on people's I, – I, I know Trent Hunsaker's talked about it a lot of – of having the same guys headline that headlined 15 plus years ago. I mean, you know, you still have, you know, Taker, Triple H, you know, guys like that. I mean, we just saw it on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Hogan, Flair uh, were in Orton, the ring. Yeah, Randy Orton's going to be yeah, the Orton. captain, you know. and So you got guys who are, who are headlining – that have been headlining for 20 years. You know, it all, it all depends on what, I I don't know how extensive of market research that the WWE does. And I'm, I'm talking more advertising now because everything is done with research. I'm just going to tell you, I don't know if you know this or not, but when you see a TV uh, commercial, a commercial for television, it has been shown to focus group after focus group after focus group, shot and reshot, probably 10 to 15 times. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I knew that they had people that get paid to sample things like that, and, uh -huh. but I didn't know that it was quite that extensive. Yeah, they call them focus groups, especially the larger advertisers, not your local advertisers, you know. That have the used car sale and say, come here, we're going to sell you a brand new used car. But it, it, the bigger advertisers, they will bring people off the street, basically, and give them some sort of stipend, some sort of little bit of money to watch commercials. And then mm -hmm. they will absolutely score each commercial on likability, whether it, you know, there's all kinds of different things about it. It's It's something that advertising agencies have been doing for years. But and I'm wondering if the WWE has actually started doing that, and because recently they have really been bringing back a lot of the older stars uh, in minor roles, but still roles that take away from some of the newer stars. And maybe it's because they think that that's what people want. Hmm. So what does Dave want? I want good wrestling. Okay, let's say okay, okay, okay. Let's 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 go. Let's go to our imaginations for a second. Dave, congratulations. You've just been promoted to head booker of the WWE. Or maybe not necessarily WWE, but your own wrestling. You can you can have a dream match. You know, what who would you choose? What would be, you know, what would Dave do? WWDD. <laughs> what would Dave do? You know, I would like to see a really good tag team match. Uh, I will, I'll tell you right now, I would take the Briscoes against either the Usos or the New Day. Wait, though. that's Those are new competitors. That's who I enjoy right now. That's what I enjoy right now as far as tag team wrestling. Those are three of my favorites. So... You wouldn't pick 
you know, an old Southern guy like Jerry Lawler or to take on Stone Cold or something. I mean, something no, like that. Not me. I've I've seen I've seen all those old guys wrestle, and I I I still enjoy. I mean, Stone Cold can still cut a good promo. And then on Friday Night SmackDown, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be back on SmackDown. That's the program. They named it after he said, I'm going to lay the SmackDown on you. That's where SmackDown came from. Uh, But to see them in the ring, it's okay. But it's not anything that I go, oh, I can't wait to see Kevin Nash against... uh, uh, maybe taking on The Rock or Kevin Nash, who I love Kevin Nash, Big Sexy. I, I I still think he can go a little bit, although he has a fake hip and fake knees. But, uh, you know, I still would like, I like the current wrestlers maybe taking homage to the, the older wrestlers, maybe bringing them in in a managerial role uh, for a short time or maybe taking up for them. Uh, you know, kind of like that team concept they're going to do at the the boring crown jewel in Saudi Arabia uh, with uh, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Uh, I'm hoping that will be so much better than that crown crown uh, royal stuff they've been putting out over the last couple of years of that. I, that's probably the worst pay-per-view I've seen in the last two years, both of those. Remember when Titus tripped and went in the ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rumble fumble. Yeah, that was cool. I, but you see... I'd still think Titus can go, but I, I don't really want to see him uh, as a headliner. Um, yeah. Uh, he's now working backstage. Uh, can Jerry Jarrett still go? Yeah, Jerry uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett, he can still go. He still gets in the ring occasionally, but he's working backstage. Does that mean I wouldn't want to see him coming out and maybe uh, helping out Elias with the guitar shot? Oh, yeah, I would love that. I think that would be really cool to maybe have Jeff come out as a manager uh, now, just like Robert Fuller did for uh, for Jeff back in the early days in Mid South, you know, but I I don't particularly want to see uh, Shawn Michaels in the ring again. I mean, that last time he was there, it wasn't that good, man. I, I know so, a lot of people liked it, and that's fine. It just to me, I was going, oh, okay, I'd rather watch somebody else. You know, I mean, that's another thing too that pisses me off to no end. Is you know the rocks already advertised for for the new Fox, pre you know SmackDown live, and I'm like, come on, you know, just for once, just for once, let's not advertise the Rock, and have his music hit, and holy crap, the roof would blow off that joint. Agreed. It would. They would go bananas. Agreed, but disagree. Okay. Once again, you know, I'm talking in in my capacity as being the booker. Okay. I want. I want that pre-publicity that The Rock is going to be there, because ratings. But. I agree with you when they bring back a wrestler. Let, let let's take all elite, okay? Let's talk let's talk all elite. Nobody had been talking about Jack Hager showing up. Nobody had been talking about John Moxley showing up for this Wednesday night event. They did, and the crowd went bonkers. Yeah. It was great, man. Yeah, so I, I agree I with you some, in that that way. So I read some comments of people that were there uh, and they said that that place was so loud 
you couldn't even hear yourself think. Right. Yeah. They said the crowd was just absolutely on fire that yeah. that night. But uh, you know, for like a current wrestler com- coming back from injury, you know, like the Usos are coming back in two weeks on SmackDown Live. No, I don't like that. You know, I yeah. would rather have the Usos come out in the middle of a match and do something or, uh, you know, against maybe the new day and maybe get a new program started between the two that, you know, I agree with you there, but to, to say that, um, uh, not to use that publicity that someone like the rock is going to get you for your first, uh, program on smack on Fox for SmackDown. Yeah. I, I can see what, why they're doing that. <sighs> Just, it drives me nuts, though. Well, okay. Let, 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 let's let's bring this down a little locally, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we are. You know, if you're listening to us for the first time, we are based out of Utah, and there's a, a fairly new promotion called DCW Devotion Championship Wrestling. Does a fine job. Uh, they're having a program this weekend. Also, UCW Zero in Salt Lake is having their cage matches this weekend, two separate wrestling promotions. But Devotion has gone out and tried to get a little bit of that celebrity presence there from a local celebrity. Uh, there's a, a, a TV newscaster, but he doesn't do the news. He's They call him a stunt person. He goes out and does interviews, light-hearted pieces, going to businesses and finding out what this business does. Uh, does a fine job, of, uh, just a, a, a great job. I've been a fan of this man for a long time. His name is Big Buddha. And you know they went after Big Buddha to be part of DCW to get that little bit of local publicity because they appeared on Fox 13 News, uh, I believe it was this morning on Thursday, talking about their event coming up on Saturday. So you're, you know, you're trying to find that that happy medium there about who's going to be there, who's not going to be there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but there, that little bit of celebrity really does help. Yeah. And, and I think that, I mean, like, you know, when we went to UCW zero and saw Ray Mysterio, that was advertised. That was cool. Yeah. And that was cool. But I'm like, look, they come on. We're talking about the WWE here. Like if they get an extra 300 or 400 viewers and then sell an extra, 150 tickets because you know the rock showed up in memphis on friday night you know does it really make a difference to vince's pockets in the short term maybe not long term it might because once again you're you're you know we were talking remember when we were talking about counter programming yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I'm going back to my broadcast roots here, okay? You try to find something that you can do that's a little bit different than what your competitor does. Vince has more money, more access to some of these bigger stars like The Rock. Doesn't necessarily has more money, per se, than, uh, you know, like Tony Khan. But he does have probably access better access to these stars that wrestling fans would really like to see like stone cold like a rick flair like uh, hulk hogan and like the rock so he's trying to use that to counter program this new promotion this all elite promotion 
that's gotten a lot of publicity, a lot of news stories, but they don't have a whole lot of names. You know, MJF was there. He put out, oh, he was so good. Ooh, he was good. But they don't have that access to say uh, they couldn't bring in maybe Jimmy Fallon or something, you know, to make a special appearance. They did have, though, Kevin Smith and what is it, Silent J. Bob? Or Jay what? and Silent Bob, yeah. Yeah, uh, he was there. They were both there. Uh, so Kevin Smith, uh, who I got to meet a couple of years ago when he appeared in Logan at uh, our friend Trent, Trent Hunsaker's business, uh, he was there. That was probably the biggest star they had there for the opening. Uh, he's a big star, but you go to uh, you go to talk to people and you ask them if they know who Kevin Smith is, and you're probably going to find at least five out of ten that will know who Kevin might be or they might have heard of him. But you're going to be talking to ten people. You're going to know nine, eight, nine, maybe even ten out of ten is going to know who The Rock is. Well, Dave, this is going to have to be one of those things that we're going to have to agree and disagree. Can but, we do that and still be friends? I don't know. I mean, current politics say no, I'm we go, can't. I'm going to post it on Facebook, and let's see if we can still be friends. <laughs> maybe we should do a poll that maybe we should be friends or not. <laughs> <laughs> can Dave and Zane still be friends if they disagree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and then by the way, coming up on this Saturday night, uh, you and I are both going to be going to the Devotion Championship Wrestling Show, and uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed uh, because I, I was hoping to get an interview with a, a pretty big name last time, and he did not want to do it. But I've been told that we might be able to get uh, Brutal Bob Evans, uh, our former ROH star, a trainer, been a big uh, star on the East Coast. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to him and maybe even Katrina, if we can talk her. Uh, she was from Impact Wrestling. She's going to be there Saturday night also. Wow. How neat. How cool. And the MK I'm Bandit's really going to be there. I'm really excited. Oh, I can't wait to see MK. Devotion. Boy, that sure I, I sure have enjoyed Devotion and them, you know, the, 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 the stars putting their, their stuff on social media and their you know, their little videos that they do. And, yeah. and uh, I, I just think that's funny. Like I watched one today of, of the, uh, the brother Smith <laughs> trying to search for tombstone Jesus. Oh, I love those guys. <laughs> they, they, and you know what? Those guys are so much fun, even in real life. Uh, both of them, brother Austin and brother was, I can't remember the other dude's name, but they're just so much fun. I mean, I've, I've talked to them a couple of times and just had a blast with them. Yeah, that's that's quite a funny story with storyline with them and worshiping Tombstone Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Now you remember the last time I was there that you weren't there. That was two times ago, I think it was. I actually had the Brother Smith on with me, and they were looking for the Watcher, <laughs> and the Watcher, uh, who they now claims to be Tombstone Jesus, walked right past us at this time. And I just kind of looked at uh, Tombstone, and he kind of looked at me. And we were both smiling, and I, well, I started playing in with him. I said, "I think the Watcher's near," and I, you know, I started playing into what they were cutting this promo, and it was really, really good. It was really fun. That's awesome. That's so cool. Hey, yeah, you know, I it's going to be a lot of fun, and you know, they, there's a lot of cool stuff going on right now. You know, there's 
you know, um, you texted me the other day and um, you were watching Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, mm-hmm. and uh, you had had talked about um, um, Shaggy McLovin that you saw him and and yeah. I'll tell you that guy, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up in somewhere like AEW or or NXT or yeah. something because that kid is really really good. And you know, uh, professional really Peter Avalon. I, saw him, I saw him in uh, Salt Lake. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, he came to the very first that div- the DCW that I went to, and uh, he had a a manager with him named Zane Z Goody. Cool. <laughs> and uh, um, they were they were good. Yeah. It was he's he's really good. He's very very uh, high flying and acrobatic yeah, and all very. that stuff. He's got a good gimmick with that skateboard, too. Yeah. That's a very yeah, good gimmick. I, I, lo- cool. I love it. I uh, really love that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. What's going on? Uh, Fight TV is a great app, by the way. I, I love Fight TV. I don't watch it near as much as I really should. But every time mm-hmm. I go on there, say, oh, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. They have some pay-per-view stuff that you can get on there. Uh, they also have uh, stuff that's absolutely free, several different promotions. I actually made a comment uh, that they sent me a thank you to that I love the, the different types of promotions they had available on there. So Fight TV app is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you can watch Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Championship Wrestling from Arizona. And by the way, our friend Manny, Manny Lemons, and uh, Rika, uh, who's mm-hmm. also from De- Devotion, they're both on that AZ-150 show. And uh, that's where they set up this uh, this Saturday night's match uh, uh, coming up uh, with uh, Katrina from impact wrestling they did that in the az 150 uh that is also available right now on uh, the fight tv app yeah and i you know and i it makes me wonder somebody like like manny you know and and i i haven't dared i, I mean i'd love to ask him the question but it's it's such a hard question to ask somebody like that where manny is the owner slash promoter slash rest you know Owner, player, coach, Jackie Moon. That's Manny of, of Devotion Championship Wrestling. I mean, Manny's, Manny started it. Right. You know, and, you know, I, I've always wanted to ask the question, but I've always been scared to say, you know, like, if somebody like Impact or ROH or something came tomorrow and said, hey, we want to sign you, you know, we're going to give you, you know, what one hundred and fifty two hundred thousand a year to come and and do a TV taping a couple times a week? You know, fly out to to L.A. or wherever they you know Vegas or something you know somewhere like that. And, and uh, but what would happen to Devotion? Would he just quit? I I don't know. I know he's been down to Las Vegas a couple of times, and uh, the weekend that you were in Alaska. And I was at uh, the Fan X. Uh, Manny was down uh, because uh, they were doing tryouts and tapings of Impact down in Las Vegas. I don't know if he was trying out or if he was just with people who were trying out. But I actually uh, uh, sent him a message in Las Vegas because uh, I wanted him to be able to talk to Vicky Guerrero, who was at uh, the, the Fan X, but she was an unannounced guest. So mm-hmm. I, I made sure that those two got together. So... I don't know if you know if uh, Manny got uh, a chance to 
to move up to all elite impact or ROH, uh, what he would do. It, it depends where his heart is and, and, uh, whether he want real, you know, wants to make, uh, the Salt Lake area, a, a bigger market for professional wrestling. Cause I think he's doing the right, doing it the right way right now to get more and more people interested in pro wrestling. Well, you know, and he's doing a really good job too with, like you said, using, using the local celebrity type of thing. And, and they've done some, some commercials, TV commercials with, with local uh, car yeah. dealerships yeah, and, sure and things like that to real, like you said, really get the local crowd sparked. And, and every, I don't know, maybe it wasn't the, but I believe if it hasn't sold out every event, then it's been dang near. Yeah. It's been pretty close. I mean, I know the one that I went to, I think the one that you and I went to together sold out uh-huh. and it sold out fast. I mean, when, by the time they opened that gate, it was, it was sold out. Well, I thought we, we would uh, talk about this important week in professional wrestling history. I, I, and you know, I, I, I've been saying for a couple of weeks that this is possibly the most important week in professional wrestling and then on Monday, I look at the Bleacher Report, and there's somebody that says, this is quite possibly the most important weekend in our week in professional wrestling history. So I said, hey, <laughs> maybe they listened they to me. Listen no, to I'm, I'm sure they did. I bet, you know, that was something I've been saying for a couple of weeks because when you're talking the amount of money, the amount of entertainment money that's out there, this is a great time to be a professional wrestler or a professional wrestling fan. Hey, did you steal my line? Which line? That's what I always say. Oh, yeah, I stole it because I'm a plagiarizer, my man. I am a plagiarizer. That's my ring name, Dave the Plagiarizer Denton. Ooh. (laughs) Kind of like like, uh, the librarian. (laughs) The librarian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you ready uh, for uh, some more wrestling and more podcasts over the next couple of weeks? Is that even... Do you even have to ask that question? Well, I just did. I'm ready, Dave. I'm ready, so. I'm ready. You know, Dave, it's just a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. I think I've heard that someplace. (laughs) (laughs) We have have too much fun doing this. We're just idiots. Yes, we are. (laughs) I I almost feel bad for the the 12 people that listen to us every (laughs) month. Uh, oh my hell these guys again (laughs) these guys again but hey we're growing we're growing and we're growing so and we have fun that's the most important part you know and i i love listening to chris rant and rave and and throw a temper tantrum over nothing and and i love the knowledge that dr dave brings to the table and what a it's just a good time yes it is and, you know, I've, I've had people mention to us, and I, I will say this, uh, uh, our friend Jason Williams on KVNU that uh, has had me on his show a few times, he says the, the best, he said that he thought the best part of the show was it was entertaining, not just informative, and you could listen to it and enjoy the the podcast, even if you're not a professional wrestling fan. And my my cousin in Las Vegas has even said that exact same thing to me. No, that's what I've told people a lot too. I suggested, you know, Dave brings so much more to the table with your professional wrestling, I mean, your professional radio background, you know, I said, this is almost, I mean, it's, it's like listening to, 
I mean, I've never, honestly, Dave, I've never listened to another, I've listened to several wrestling podcasts, political podcasts, things like that, and they don't put the, the, the drops in like you have put in, and they don't put in the, the funny music, and the, the, they don't take the time to edit things. I mean, it's just like two guys talking in a monotone voice, and swearing about professional wrestling it's like wow, uh, i can't stand that i've I've listened to some of those and all, as soon as they start they start swearing and i i you know i i i've used those that language i still use that language more than i really want to but sometimes you just say you can have a conversation without cussing you know that, there's mm-hmm. no problem without and i got in trouble on the real wrestling facebook page because of that several people got upset with me so mm. i didn't care well Dave, you're awesome, dude. Thanks for everything, and it's been a great time tonight. And um, when you talk to Chris, tell him to lighten up. Comedy is okay. Okay, I will do. You tell him that. You tell him. I'll tell him. I'll laugh. Him the whole time I said him. it. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Those guys look big and mean. I think they want to hurt us. What do you call that? A flying springboard knee to the face? Oh, that works. I like to hurt people. Pretending to wrestle is the most fun in the whole world. The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. If you don't agree with them, get your own dang pod. Gummy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And in the immortal words of Ric Flair, Woo! WWDD. What would Dave do? A lot of butt fumbles. Dave, other news. Big time news. Big time news? Big time news. It was supposed to be like ravishing Rick Rude, but I can't remember the rest of it, so I'm going to have to leave it out. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, because it was stupid. It was stupid. A hot dog get him in the head. Why? I don't know. Dave, other news. Big time news. Big time news. Big time news. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of being like six on the playground. You know, <laughs> being like AEW rules, WWE drools. Performance anxiety. It's got to be something. Yeah, it might so. be a little blue pill will help you out. Oh, I didn't. Oh, there you say, go. I didn't say yeah, that. A little no. bit of. Yeah, maybe a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. It's not meant to be offensive towards anybody, but really, hellfire or brimstone and everything else unholy. Crown jewel. It's going to be a, a diamond stuck up a cow pie. I've never seen them do that before. I think I've seen hammered crap that looks better than those guys. i got a question for you. What does NXT, AEW, and rigor mortis have in common? I... I, I... I hesitate to ask. So what does AEW NXT have in common? One thing in common, they're stiff within two hours. And that was really tight showing off my manly bulges.